Hello, folks, and welcome to episode number two, I guess you could say, of the awesome and interesting Everyday People podcast. I'm your host, as always, Mr. Emmett Crow. Today, my guest is going to be someone dear to my heart. She is an awesome and interesting and incredible kindergarten teacher at I.C. Evans of Burnett, Texas. It's going to be my lovely wife, Miss Katie Jean Crow, and we'll get to that in just a bit. But first, it wouldn't be a show without a little intro music. Hit it! Joining me now is going to be Miss Katie Jean Crow. What's up, darling? How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing just fine. This is uh, something different, huh? I know. You invited me into the studio tonight. Yeah. Welcome to Crowfoot Studios. <laughs> Live from our extra bedroom. Yep. <laughs> That's what I should have named this, the, the extra bedroom sessions. <laughs> <laughs> so, tell the listeners about what you do. Well, I kind of have many hats, as I like to say, but my main one is definitely my teaching job, and I absolutely love it. I'm a kindergarten teacher. This is my second year, and I'm about to finish it up, so coming soon will be year number three for me. Third time's a charm, <laughs> as they say. Um, so... How did you get in? What what caused you to be like, I want to be a teacher when I grow up? Well, I have one teacher in particular that I always go back to in my memory that she was just there for me whenever we had some life changes. My mom got a different job in a different town. And so I wasn't used to my mom working away. And, um, you know, I kind of needed a shoulder, you know, to lean on there at school. And this teacher in particular was just there through all of those times, and I felt her impact that she had on me, I wanted to do the same one day for kids. And so I feel, as a teacher, that's something that I have as a goal personally, to build those relationships, and I want them to think back one day like I do, and think fondly, you know, of their kindergarten teacher, and hopefully I've made that impact on them. And what was that teacher's name? Miss Gregory. Miss Gregory, if you're listening to this, shout out to you. Yeah, she is a, an amazing lady. And I actually was able to um, invite her to my senior year volleyball, my last senior home game. She um, joined me in the rose ceremony. So I was able to honor her and show my respects because she is a wonderful person. So now your mom lives here. Where, where does your dad live at? My dad lives in Nebraska. And who's your dad? His name is Aaron Taylor. Oh, yeah. So did, didn't he play? Did he play football? He did. He played at the University of Nebraska. Go Cornhuskers and go Big Red. Um, that's right. That's awesome. So what was it like growing up in Archer City? It was great. I mean, it. I mean, it had its typical small town moments. Um, you know, everybody knows everything and. Um, but overall, I mean, it's a great place to live and 
the school is amazing and the people are just really great. It's good to know. And it's also good to know that they have a Dollar General and they have a awesome, awesome cafe called Mern's, which if you haven't had Nail Diablo at Mern's, then you're missing out, people. So you graduate high school and college comes around and were you like now I understand that you started out in radiology? I did. So my friend Kenley and I, we both decided our senior year of high school that we wanted to go for radiology. And so I actually entered at Midwestern State University um in radiologic sciences. And I took a whole year of intro classes to RADS. So you start out in radiology and you end up in a teaching degree. How does that happen? Well, so I had a lot of self-discovery in that first year of college. I lost somebody very dear to my heart. And I took the summer to reflect and think about what I really want to do and what my pop would want me to do. And, um, yeah, so that's when I decided I needed to change. I was not liking my classes. It just wasn't for me. And, um, you know, it's a wonderful program, but I prayed about it a lot. And God really led me in the direction that he did. And I'm very grateful for that. So teaching was definitely the path that I needed to take. And I feel very validated on that by the people that I met. Through my college courses, I have a very best friend. She's dear to my heart and that I met and several other great friends along the way that we just supported each other through those tough times and late study hours and all those things. So I really did end up making the best choice and I owe it all to God. And that best friend was also your maid of honor, huh? That's right. Candy, shout out to you if you're listening. <laughs> Maybe you'll listen to this one. <laughs> shout out to you, Candy. Uh, Candy's also a teacher at Zundi. But uh, so you go, so what was it like? Because I, I tried, I gave it the old college try, but sadly I did not finish. But what was it like when you started your student teaching? And, and where did you student teach at? I went back to my hometown and I taught at Archer City. I was so excited when I got the email telling me where I was placed at. That was really exciting. And it kind of came full circle where I started and then where I'm ending again. And um, yeah, so I started out in kindergarten and loved it. And then I went over to fifth grade and I was hesitant at first because in my mind, I didn't really think I would like the older grades as much. Um, you know, I wanted the little babies. They're so cute. And um, But anyway, I loved fifth grade, too. So, I mean, you get pros and cons to every grade. But it was really cool, fifth grade, too, getting to build those relationships with them and getting to, you know, have real-life conversations about their goals in life. And it was really neat. I had a really good experience. Well, I'll tell you that you are the real MVP because... I just did the subbing part, and I, it, you, you got put up with a lot that people don't know about. It takes the right person for sure, but um, yeah, it's definitely something that you'll come to respect teachers if you have a day in their life or, um, you know, 
get to experience some things, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. It's it's really a great experience, and every day I get to wake up knowing that I get to change lives in a way and shape and form them into their little their little minds where they can grow and flourish in our world. You know, you talk about that, and I always, of course, I always remember my kindergarten teacher at Indiana High School, well, Indiana Elementary, Miss Dodd. I mean, just everything that she taught us, and it just just reflects back on that. And yeah, so that was cool when I got to introduce you to her and tell her that you were a kindergarten teacher and everything. That was that was really cool. Um, yeah, shout out to Miss Dodd, best kindergarten teacher ever out of India Home Elementary School. So now you get done, you're graduated, you're married. Um, yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that day. So, what was going through your mind on your wedding day? Well, I'd like to back up and say that I've been called crazy for planning a wedding in the middle of student teaching. That was probably really crazy on our part, but we did it. And we forgot the biggest thing. You were also a full-time pharmacy tech. Why you were going to school Mm full-time? How did you do that? I don't know. I I didn't (laughs) get a lot of sleep. (laughs) I, um, yeah, so... I would work until 10 or 11 at night and get back up at six and teach all day. And it's, it's very, it's a very trying time. I've talked to a lot of student teachers that are going through the program that just finished actually. And then even some in the past years. Um, And it's so tough because, you know, you, you're getting that great experience, but at the same time, you still have to be able to live and pay for college and just actually be able to afford living and that's really tough so that's something that was hard and we were planning a wedding too so yeah I was working full-time full-time hours every weekend and I survived I made it I made it work and anyway I still really enjoy the pharmacy it's it's kind of a passion of mine now what do you do at the pharmacy Um, I'm a pharmacy technician when I started I was a clerk, and so I would just check out prescriptions and take payment and all of those things. Um, and then a couple months later, I got asked by my manager if I wanted to move back and be a technician trainee. And it sounded really scary to me, but I, <laughs> but I thought that was something you know that I could do with my future. And so I agreed and ended up taking the test that next April and. I became a pharmacy technician, and so I still have my license, and I still use it, and I love it. So it's really fun. I fill prescriptions, and I'm just amazed by medication. I think it's it's something that's, you know, just neat to think about all those different kinds of things can help people in so many ways. Yeah, definitely. If I don't know anything about something, you tell me right away. That's right. Because you're you're a legal drug dealer. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> if you look um, at it. Um, yes, I'm the go-to at school for the teachers or my family. If they have any medication questions, they normally call me, which I love that. It's a lot of fun. 
But also, uh, so what is it like being part of the United family? I love it. I They've been so good to me and my manager, all my coworkers. That's one thing, like, people are asking, you know, like, my friends and things, like, why are you going back or why do you keep, you know, working? I'm like, I don't, I can't leave these people I've spent, I guess, coming up in August will be six years that I've been there. And so, I mean, they're literally family to me. So it's, it's great. It's a great place to work and they treat you really well. Now, one of your pharmacists is a is a former singer-songwriter, isn't that right? <laughs> yes. And who is that? Tyler Rushing. Tyler Rushing. I remember that band. Yeah. He's got some good music, y'all. <laughs> he does have some good music, he's, y'all. He's talented, for sure. Heartbreaker, or uh, uh, was it Come Back Around? Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah. Um, so, let's talk about this wedding. Okay. The, so... Where was the wedding held at? Well, we got married in Archer City, Texas, and it was special because we actually got engaged in Oklahoma, and so it was neat because, you know, he's from Oklahoma, I'm from Texas, and we had to make sure that we included both of those things, and I think that made it really special that we were, you know, able to have those two special moments and each of our states and so um but yes we got married at the royal theater in archer city if you've ever been there it's a it's a really neat place it's historic i mean it it has a lot of stories to tell if that if that place could tell a story it would have a great one and um it was in a movie wasn't it it was do you know which movie it was from I believe it was the last picture show. You are correct. The last picture show was actually filmed in Archer City. So if you've ever seen it or heard it, that's where it's filmed. And fun fact for you, my mom was actually in the movie as an extra. In the last picture show? Or was she in Texasville? In Texasville. Texasville. (laughs) I was going to say, the last picture show came out in the 50s. I'm sorry, I got ahead of myself. (laughs) You can. But yes, there's a lot of history in that town. There's a lot of history in that town, and I understand that the author of both The Last Picture Show and The Lonesome Dove and several other titles that I can't think of right now was was a native of Archer City. That's right, Mr. Larry McMurtry. And he had a bookstore? Yes, he had, he had a few bookstores. That's pretty cool. And now that bookstore has been bought by Chip and Joanna Gaines from what's that show that they're on is it Fixer Upper is that the name of it I guess Fixer Upper um they're the ones that have Magnolia Market yeah if you've never been to Magnolia Market folks uh, I didn't even know what what it was about or who the people were but let me tell you these people are going crazy over over like dishes and hats and stuff and I'm just like who are these people? <laughs> it was neat. My mother-in-law and I enjoyed it more than Emmett and his brother. But we had fun. Yeah, I just like the macaroni and cheese bar. <laughs> that was so good. That was your favorite part. Shout out to Ronnie's. Ronnie's Mac Bar? Mm-hmm. Ronnie's and Mac Waco. Bar. You know, I saw them on TikTok the other day. Mm-hmm. 
I was like, oh my gosh, I was just there. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, plus you get a free cheesecake if you share your post of your order. So, so you can't I'm going to ask you a quick question. Oh, dang. Okay. What do you think was going through your head on the morning of the wedding? Well, first off, in the morning, I was waking up and wondering if one of my groomsmen was still alive, which he was, because he was dressed to a tee at 6 o'clock in the morning, ready to go get breakfast. It was pretty neat, because the guys got to stay in the Spur Hotel, and um, they had a whole floor to themselves. And if you've never seen or heard of the Spur Hotel, that's another really neat place. It's... um, like an old-timey, I would say, hotel. There's no TV. There's no TVs. That's what Emmett always likes to say. But <laughs> <laughs> it's really neat. Um, again, no it's so historic. And it's, what's the word I'm looking for? Restored. Like, it Restored. has all of the old hardwood floors and the walls and the staircase. I mean, there's no elevator. you got one staircase. But it's so neat because... The boys got the second floor, I believe, and the girls got the third. And so we got the big suite to get ready in that day. And the boys didn't care. They had their second floor to themselves. And it ended up working out really good. We didn't cross paths or anything. I think I saw a couple of the Grimsmen, but they kept Emmett away from me. They did a good job with that. And it was really nice because we just had to walk. 100 feet over to our venue. It worked out perfectly. I just remember I was getting ready. Some chick came in and said she was taking pictures for the wood and wanted to take pictures of us. And we are like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, man. That... <laughs> that was a wonderful day, though. Yeah, I went and played golf that day. Uh, Devo was funny because we got there and, <laughs> of course, we... Uh, we were having some adult beverages, but we got there and we're getting ready to pay and everything. And Bebo just goes and buys one of these, uh, one of the Archer City Country Club polos. It's like a fifty dollars shirt, and he's just like, he's like, I'm gonna wear this right here, boys. And he goes out there in the first hole, doesn't do good, but the second hole on his drive, I think he made it on the green. And that was crazy. But, yeah, um, shout out to the Archer City Country Club. For putting up with those boys. It was definitely a good time, though, with uh, Josh and Skyler and Debo. It was a good time. No, Zach and Richard actually went to Wichita to get haircuts and I think Zach was looking for some jeans or something. Gotcha. So that night rolls around, and I don't know if you knew this or not, but I was actually backstage. We were all set backstage, and uh, we were sitting there, and we were. I was. Everybody said everybody thought I was. I was so. I'll be honest with you. I was so tired that day. Like, oh my gosh, like from the moment I got up to the time that I went to play golf, and then by the time I got ready, and I'm just sitting there, and I about fell asleep until Cody Chubb came up there, and we started talking and everything. But the funniest thing was, 
is when Brody's sitting back there and his mom and dad come back there and uh, Diva's like, somebody get this kid a beer. Oh my goodness. Oh man. But uh, yeah, so I guess when we were taking pictures and I guess Courtney was just joking with Debo and said, no more drinking for you. Well, I guess he got mad and he just left. And then we couldn't find Debo. And I was like, where's Debo at? And then he called us and he turns out he had another wedding that night that he didn't tell anybody. And he was back in Quanta, Texas. I was like, dude, really? <laughs> like, that was crazy. But, uh, all in all, the wedding was a good night. Um, they announced the uh, the starting lineup was by far. It could have been a little bit better, but it was by far the best thing. It was beautiful. I want to take the time to thank our families first and foremost. Yes. Because yes. the amount of work that they both put in was just so amazing and. It turned out it was the best day ever, really. There was nothing that was forgotten. I mean, they made sure that it was the perfect day for both of us, and it means a lot. Now, the I'm trying to think, the rehearsal dinner, we had, like, tacos and stuff, right? El Chico. Was it El Chico? I thought it was Taco Bueno. No, it was El Chico. El Chico. Sadly, rest in peace, El Chico. I know, they just closed down. But yes, we had El Chico. And then special shout out to my dad and stepmom. Yes. They catered. I mean, listen to this part. So if you're listening before this, they live in Nebraska. They traveled all the way down here. Mm-hmm. And they still managed to cater our food. And we, to this day, still get compliments on the food because it was phenomenal. Um, barbecue, burn-ins, let's see, beans. Ew. <laughs> I'm trying to think. My mind's blank. There's all kinds of barbecue. But the big thing that I still get to this day is, where did y'all get those beans at? <laughs> and if you know Emmett, we love him anyway, but he despises beans. Yes, me and the beans. We uh, we do not agree on terms. And he says it's a texture thing, but he uh, is just picky and he won't try them. I will not try beans, no matter how much you pay me. But yes, it, I, I have tried them though. I have, but I just yeah. It was great. It was great food. It was our family got to be there. Really importantly, I think the little kids enjoyed the DJ. I enjoyed. Jack's DJ. Yeah, Jack. He did a great job DJing. Yeah, and shout out to Jack Heron getting married here pretty soon. Yeah, we're getting to add Jack to the family. Finally. <laughs> I know, it's exciting. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely awesome. Um, but yeah, so let's get back to you. So what was going through your mind on that very first day? First off, let me let me back up. So, you get your degree, now you're setting and waiting for a job offer, and you did interview at a different, at some different other schools. What was going through your mind when you did that? I know y'all went to a job fair for WFISD also. I did. So, my friend had already, I can't remember if she had already accepted a job or she had an interview 
at WFISD. And so I was like, oh, that would be so neat, you know, like to mm-hmm. teach with her. That's my initial thought. But then I was also in panic mode. Like I have this degree and I've got to get a job really quickly. So, of course, I applied all of these different schools and I first off had an interview at Electra ISD. And I do want to say it went amazing. The principal that interviewed me and all his staff in there. I mean, it was an overall really great experience. They ended up offering that to me. At that time, I had the upcoming interview at Burke. And so I told them I needed a little bit more time. And, you know, that's another thing I had to pray about it. I had to see where God wanted me to be. And um, I ended up getting the offer from Burke. And so, you know, that's when I really had to think about it. And I ended up turning a lecture down. And again, I just, I can't say good enough things about how that process went over there. And they were very respectful and all of those things. But, you know, in the end, it my prayers led me to Burke. That is awesome. Now, you did interview, did you interview, you interviewed also, let me think, I remember. Oh, I interviewed at City View. <laughs> and then I interviewed... You interviewed at, what was it, Jacksboro? Jacksboro, yes, I sure did. I just remember you told me you had to go to Jacksboro, and I was like, holy crap, that's a draft. It would have been. And at that point, that's kind of when I got in panic mode. Like, I Mm -hmm. need a job. Not only did I need a job with a degree, I wanted a job. This is what I had worked four years for. Right. And so I wanted to use this degree. And Mm -hmm. so that was like, you know, they always say you kind of just, take what you can get for your first offer and everything. But I can honestly say that there's a reason that I'm still at Burt Burnett, the way that they treat me and my coworkers, we just have a great bond and we work really well together. So I'm really blessed. So let me ask you this. What is your best image story? Hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to think. What kind of story? Like memory? Well, memory or anything. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have one. Mm-hmm. So, my Mimi and mom, they both live in Archer City. And the very first summer that me and Emmett met, we were dating. We weren't engaged yet. We were just, we were da- we had just started dating, I think. And um, my Mimi has a pool and um, we had been over there swimming and it was at night, and Emmett's brother, Zach, was there, too. This is an Emmett and Zach story, I guess, because we have a lot of those, too. <laughs> and um, we had our music, like, on shuffle on the radio, and or, like, my my personal music, I think. And What is your personal music? It's like, all over what, the place. What is your personal interest in music? My top would be country. I don't know about that. Miranda Lambert's my top. Your top? Mm-hmm. You play a lot of that hip-hop. But then I like a lot of... I love The Weeknd. I love him. He's okay. great. Now, you saw him live. I did. I saw him in Tulsa. At the Box? Mm-hmm. At the Box Center. That was oh. probably one of the best concerts I've ever been to. You get some cheap tickets at the Box. Yeah. So, yeah, my music's... It's pretty scattered. It's from country to hip-hop. Um... Now, when you say country, 
Do you mean like... You know what I listen to. Do you mean like my country? Or do you mean like the Nashville crowd? I love 90s country. 90s? Okay. 90s is good. Now, I also love some newer things. I don't know. I am starting to like Morgan Wallen more than I did. Now, I know you might disagree with me. But I like some of his stuff. But my favorite, like, newer country male artist would probably be Luke Combs. You know Hardy wrote all his songs, right? I like Hardy, and I do. But you know, like, that's the thing. Like, everyone told Hardy to give up, but he kept on. And, yeah, it's... He's doing great. Yeah, but that's a touchy... That's another subject for... The podcast, it's grow time sometime. <laughs> Not trying. Some Miranda Lambert is your favorite. Yes, forever. Now, I understand that you had another favorite, but she came out and she was against teachers? Well, yeah, I... I love... I still love her. I can't help but not love Megan Trainer. Um, I think she just made a genuine mistake. And she wasn't thinking before she spoke. And anyway, that's a whole other topic. But um, I still love her music. She has a really good message that she portrays to young girls. She's all about that bass, about that bass. No trouble. But anyways, um, so you forgot your number one. Miranda's your number one. Are you sure about that? Definitely. What about... Well, he's probably referring to Dolly Parton. Exactly. Miranda's what I grew up listening to. I didn't actually grow up listening to Dolly. I will admit to that. Now, our Yorkie's name is Dolly. Yeah, you heard her probably jingling around. And she's in the room with us right now, actually. Did she get her her up here? If she could talk, she would have so much to say. Oh, I did not want to hear what she had to, what she'd have to say. <laughs> um, but once I got like old enough to actually not just listen to music, but enjoy it and actually like have an opinion on it, then I realized, hey, like I love her music. And so when I got Dolly, I got her back in 2018. Yeah, 2018, she was six months old when I adopted her, and I needed the perfect name for her. And me and my mom had talked about it for days. Like, she didn't have a name for her. Oh, she had her first name, Bunny. But I just, it didn't fit her, and she needed something more glamorous. And so... (laughs) More glamorous. I mean, she is spoilt rotten. She is a princess, and she knows it. She rolls the house. Her toys fill our living room and bed. Yeah, I know. I can't remember how many times I woke up in the middle of the night and had a had a bone stuck in between my butt crack, and I'm like, "Good lord!" <laughs> it's not. She puts it's not her a toys pretty everywhere. feeling right there. Yes, she does. Um. So let me ask you this, because I've wondered this. So since you've been with me, and you see how. I, uh, like, take a look at music where I don't just listen to the noise. I try to get the the words and make out the message. Would you say that you started seeing that more since we've been together? 
and ride in the car and you can see it, see me doing it? I would say maybe. And I also credit a lot of that to listening to Zach and his music because, you know, we go to the shows and, you know, you're there like you, you know, you're listening to it for those hours that he's playing. And that's kind of something I do, too. Now, you know, that I've, I've had more of those experiences and, you know, been to more concerts and more shows. And yeah, I think so. What was the first show I took you to? We went in June right after we started dating to um, the Food Truck Festival in Graham, Texas. And probably still one of my favorite shows we've been to because it was like the perfect combo ever. I'm a huge Randy Rogers fan. Mm -hmm. And he knew that. And they opened for Coetzel. And I think it was the other way around. I think so. Yeah, co-opened for Randy. Yeah. Because at the ES, you're right. Because at the end, I was actually able to catch one of Randy's guitar picks that he threw out in the audience. That was really cool. Um, yeah, I still have it. But um, that was probably one of my favorites. I actually got to meet some of Co's band members. Didn't get to meet Co yet. Maybe one day. But um, it was neat. And just seeing, like all the work that goes into those shows and you know you get a new kind of found respect for those artists because you know they're up there performing but you don't see the behind the scenes you know unless you're back there or you're able to see that but it's pretty neat now was that your first ever time going backstage at like a show like any artist i think so yes Okay. I couldn't remember if you got to meet Miranda Lambert or you didn't. No, no. I wish. I thought that's a sore subject. I thought that uh that lady came into the, your Mimi store. Which what is your Mimi store? My Mimi owns Fancy Lady in Saxon or Mulher Michelle Falls. Now you were saying you wear many hats. Do you wear a hat that says Fancy Lady? I sure do. And I love helping in there. That was actually my first job when I turned 16. As soon as I could drive, um, I begged Mimi to let me work nights. And so I would close and close up shop and let her go home. And yeah, I'm really, you know, glad I was, I thought I was, you know, so big getting to do that. And I, I love it. I still love going up there on the weekends and helping in, in the summers and my mom's able to help and, it's so fun going to market and shopping for clothes for the store. And it's just, it's really fun. I really enjoy it. And I know my Mimi does. So if you're ever looking for some new clothes, we've got clothes. Um, now, what do you do every Wednesday or Thursday night? What have you started doing? Yeah, so we've started doing a Facebook Live sale. And so on the Fancy Lady Facebook page... We go live normally every Wednesday, but we'll make a post about it if it changes and um, show new arrivals and do some giveaways. It's just really fun. It's helping grow our social media because social media is so hard. I mean, anyone that's tried to have a business or have a page and just upkeep, like doing the upkeep and the post, if you have a normal like day job and then you're trying to do that on top of it, that even gets harder. And then trying to keep posts 
fresh and new ideas. And so um, the live sale, it's really helped, I think, kind of expose the business and bring some new faces in. And I think that's something that's really cool. We're able to bring people from out of town, like Oklahoma area. And we've even had a lot of out of towners with like graduation from MSU graduation this past weekend. We had a lot of people from out of town and it's super neat to see, you know, all of those people come in and get to meet new people. Yeah. I bet also when the radio and the ranch roundups in town, uh, you also get a lot of those damn people as well, huh? We do, yes. We try to prepare our inventory for those times because we get some fresh faces in there. Now, you were talking about market. What exactly is market? Um, well, market, the one that we typically go to is Dallas. They've got several in Atlanta. They just started one in Nashville. And there's some other locations, too. Market is where you go meet with vendors and you purchase items for your store. So it's really neat. We go two to three times a year, and then there's one in the summer that like a gift market, and so we go purchase things. So like right now, when we go in June, we're buying winter. It's hard to think about winter when you're there when it's 102 degrees, <laughs> but you have to go ahead and order those things to come in for that, you know, starting in August, September. You want those items in your store before they're, you know, before the season actually hits. So, and then like when you go back in January, you're ordering for spring or summer. So you have to kind of stay ahead of your game and it's neat. You get to take some things home, some things you have to order. And that's another thing. It's really cool to meet new people. That's something that I really enjoy with that. So... Do y'all just go, so where where in Dallas do y'all go? Like, where is this held at? It's at the World Trade Center in Dallas, Texas. For many of y'all that did not know that, there is a World Trade Center in Dallas. There is, yeah. And let me tell you, when you go in that thing, it's what? 15 stories. 15 stories, and it's just like, it, it's like, you cool. know, yeah, it's, it's crazy. But... I like it. I mean, going being at market. Let's see. I went to what was the one across the street? The cash. They call it the cash and carry. The gift market when you went. The gift market. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, that was neat. Yeah. Because everything you can take home that day from there. Yeah, I bought your uh, promise ring from a uh, guy with one tooth. <laughs> He's from Florida. Yeah, we right there. He did. He bought my promise ring here. That was really special. Yeah, yeah, it was real special. Now, when it came to your when it came to engagement ring, you pretty much picked it out, didn't you? I did. I was hinting for a while. <laughs> Let's see. We were t- we were together for for what five six. six months before we got engaged, and then we were engaged for a year. Oh, like a year and a half, year and a half, a little longer. Um, a lot of people probably thought we were crazy, but it's that cliche saying, when you know, you know. I do want to give a shout out to our rings when we bought them. Yes, modgents.com. Modgents.com. When we were picking out rings or thinking about it, we both, you know, it's a 
it is a sentiment of, you know, your love for one another, but the value of your ring does not define the value of your relationship or your marriage. And so eventually maybe like we can get, you know, an expensive set. But if you know me, I like to save money. And so we found this website, Mod Gents or Modern Gents is the other name. And they're affordable rings, engagement, they have promise rings, jewel, like beautiful jewelry. If you guys haven't heard of that, you should go check that out because it's amazing. I mean, I've had so many compliments on my ring asking, you know, wow, like that must have been so expensive or, you know, little things like that because it's just beautiful. So shout out to them. Just wanted to say that. Should have said, yeah, my husband had to give his left kidney for that ring. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, shout out to my gents. And you know, like uh, she said, she likes to save money. Well, if you know me, I ain't got no money. So (laughs) great, great, uh, great place to get rings for an affordable price. So talk about (laughs) when I say this, I'm not being raunchy. Talk about the night of the wedding. Um, which I was so tired. Um, I b- believe we had our first meal at Sonic and Bowie. Wasn't That's right. It? We ate at Sonic and Bowie, Texas, and my mom and dad actually both got us a room at the Gaylord Texan in Grapevine. If you guys have not been there, that is one of my favorite places. My mom and I used to go in the summer. They have a water park, and it's just so relaxing. You just go out and float the river all day, and it's so much fun and beautiful place. So we got a room there. Well, I had went up to check in and turned around, had the room key, and Emmett's asleep in the chair, <laughs> the check-in chair. And I have to, you know, shake him to wake him up, and he's, like, falling asleep in the elevator, like, closing his eyes, and... Like, we just have to get in here, and then you can go back to sleep. So, yeah, we get in. We'll back up just a little bit. When we checked in, Emma had told him, you know, that we had just gotten married. That was the one moment when he was awake. That's one of the only things he said to him. But they gave us a late checkout, so like 1 p.m., which was amazing. I needed that sleep. And also, like, $50 of room service credit, which... Shout out to them. That that was amazing. I didn't get that. Well, let's talk so about sad. that. So that morning, we woke up. I had an alarm for like 12 because I knew we had, that would have given us a whole full hour to check out. And Didn't you say I fell asleep on the toilet? I think so. So um, that's, I knew, how, that's how I spent my wedding night, folks. I was asleep on the toilet. I knew we had this fifty dollars room credit to spend, and so you know I wasn't gonna waste it, you know. And it, so it was a night I would never forget. I ordered like <laughs> five or six different things off the menu to get delivered to our room, and they bring it. I wake him up, and he didn't even eat any of it, but. Anyway, we went to Razoo's after that. I got mm-hmm. some crawfish. I think I ate three pounds of crawfish that day. And then once I got done eating, uh, I remember you have that video. I'm sitting at the 
I'm sitting at the uh, at the table and I'm about to pass out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and I went and got we went to we got our first hybrid smartwatches from Possible. Um, which, oh yeah, that's right. I it, sucked, about that. it sucked. Those quit working. But uh, then we got. I went to James Avery and got my chain and everything. But yeah, it was a. Uh, it was definitely a night to remember. Was it the fairy tale night that you thought it would be? It was just a perfect day. It was just a perfect day. I'm glad she said that because, like I said, folks, I was so doggone tired. Like, I don't, I've never been that tired in my life. So now we're getting close, so close to the end of your second year. Are you going to miss your kids? Oh, always. And that's that's the hardest thing. You know, you're ready for summer. You're ready for that break. But then you just know, like, these are the few last days with, quote, unquote, my kids. Like, these are my babies. You know, I've had them all year. And, you know, I told them, I said, I'm going to be right here next year. If you need me, come find me. And that's something that I absolutely love. I have some first graders that I had last year um, in kindergarten that every day they'll come see me, they'll come hug me, Miss Crow, and I just, I love it. I love it so much, and yeah, I'm I'm ready for summer, of course. It's much needed. The kids need a break, teachers, and everybody to recoup and get get prepared and ready for next year, but yeah, I mean, we've got some fun days coming up. We've got Field day next week, and then we have a celebration day where we do awards and they sing some songs, and it's gonna be great. So, what songs are they singing? Because they already did, didn't they already do like a little showcase? They did, it was like a music performance. These are gonna be like like a thank you song, like it's really cute. Thank you, thank like thanking all the teachers, all. At you know, like principals and um, admin, and um, on my way, I think is the other one talking about on their way, you know, to first grade and look out. I think it's like, look out, first grade, here we come. Like, it's super cute. I bet you there won't be a dry in there, and I bet you they'll have plenty of tissues in there. I know, including myself, I'll be, <laughs> I'll be tearing up too. Well, I'm the, I mean, that. That's another thing that I'm not going to say why I picked you, but like why I chose you to be my wife. You and I'm and I'm surprised I haven't talked about this. You have the most caring personality I have ever seen in my life. Like you would literally give the skin off your back to somebody if they didn't have any skin. That means a lot. I mean, I try. To have that character and, you know, be someone that, you know, I'm not only proud of myself, but my family and try to be the best version of myself I can be. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, just seeing, like, when, before you got into teaching, I mean, just now when you come home, you're so excited. I mean, you you got a smile. You never, you never quit smiling. Like you're just, it's just your personality is just, just so cute, and I love it. And I love you. 
Yeah. Well, Miss Katie Jean, thank you for taking time out for being the official first guest on the awesome and interesting Everyday People podcast. And we may have to have you on the other show. That would be fun. That would be fun. That'd be interesting. <laughs> but uh this is a very nice studio you've got here. Oh yeah, it's 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 uh it's it's definitely state of the art. I need to sign. I need to get my uncle make me sign this is Crowfoot Studios. But yeah, I told him when we have kids one day, he's gonna be moved to the little downstairs like utility closet. Yeah, that utility closet, folks. Let me tell you. So it's I think it's like also as a shelter. It's underneath our staircase. So, I mean, it's, 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 it, it's long, like, it goes way back, but it's not very tall. Yeah, and, you know, if you know me, folks, I am not a petite little boy. I am a big old boy, and big old boy needs a space. Um, I mean, look at my recliner. You know, it's funny. I never, I joked about, you know, people joke about getting a recliner and everything. And, like, my dad always had a recliner and everything. And now, that is, I love my recliner. Like, I'm, I'll go in it, and I'm, I just won't get out. I'll just be like, hey, I am not an old man. I'm only 20, be 27 in July. Well, he's, like, just flop the numbers. He's, like, 72 in his body. I'm. I must be a silver fox because you still think I'm attractive. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> wow, getting called out on my own show. Oh my gosh. Well, so you said you have field day coming up and celebration day. That's right. So, what? And now. You are, you found out that you're teaching summer school again? Yes, I'm really excited. You're really excited about that? I love teaching summer school. You know, it's funny, you know, at Shaddy, we didn't have, well, at India Homemade too, we didn't really have summer school. So I know, I think it's, it's a great opportunity for those kids that just need extra practice before they start the next grade and they're not quite behind enough, you know. They just need some extra practice. And so it's really nice because it's a very small class size and we're able to get so much more done than our normal, you know, school day. And we're able to do some more fun activities, hands-on learning. And it's just a really great opportunity that our school provides. So I'm really excited. I'll be teaching starting in June for three weeks. Now, what I think about when I think about summer school, I think about, you know, when we used to watch, like, the Disney Channel shows, like, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, you know, Hannah Montana, stuff like that. And they always, you know, summer school was like the, you know, oh, my gosh, you got to go to summer school? That's going to take out your whole summer, you know, and everything. That's one thing that <laughs> is really neat about this opportunity because it's not like that you know and we don't really you know have the same kind of like worksheets and we make sure it's more hands-on there's actually a couple of field trips planned I mean it's super 
interactive and fun for the kids that way. And it's, I just found out too, that they're going to have like PE and STEM and they don't just have to sit and learn all day. They get to go out of the room and interact. They get breakfast, they get lunch and yeah, it's, it's a great experience for them. I really think so. So where are you taking these field trips to? We are going to the Burt Burnett Library to watch a <coughs> a play, I believe. I just saw that today. It's like a children's play, so it'll be great. Do y'all ever go to like the Stephen Fight concert? No. Maybe that's just an Oklahoma thing. There's this guy named Stephen Fike, and he used to put on like these kid shows and stuff. And everything, but yeah. Well, with that being said, uh, Miss K. Jean, uh, we'll have to have you on here again. And uh, it's past my bedtime. <laughs> thanks for yeah. You you need to get to bed so that you can get up and teach these uh, teach these little minds. I know. I mean, it takes be... a lot of energy. <laughs> I bet it does. Um, just when I was seven and fifth grade, oh my gosh, it took so much energy. And they back talk too. Uh, high school kids were so much better, but yeah, but uh, yeah, we'll sweet kindergartners. Yeah, we'll definitely uh, have to have you on the show again sometime. So that'll be great. All right. Well, Thank you for having me. No problem. And I'll we'll see you again sometime. See you next time. Well, folks, that's going to do it for this episode of the Awesome and Interesting Everyday People Podcast. I want to thank my lovely wife, Miss Katie Jean Crow, for coming on this evening. And it was really fun having her on the show. Maybe we'll have to do that again sometime. Uh, or maybe get her on the other show. But yeah, it was definitely uh definitely a good time. But uh and if you want to hear this whole episode, you can go and follow us on Spotify and subscribe to our Apple Podcast. You go give us a like on Facebook if you like what you heard. Go give us a follow on Instagram if you like what you heard. Or if you didn't, still tell a friend because they may like it. And always, we want to thank you all for tuning in and hope you enjoyed today's show. But until next time, we'll see you right back here on the Awesome and Interesting Everyday People podcast. Good night, everybody. Bye.